0: slightly scary podcast i'm sabrina and i'm savannah and we're your ghost hosts this week we're talking about lizzie borden the family lizzie borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 whacks when she saw what she had done she gave her father 41 or so the story goes savannah Before we like talk about things, I want to say to the audience, our listeners, this will be a three-part series because there is so much effing information in this like whole case. So part one, what we're doing today will be information about the family and like their relationships, um, the days leading up to the murders. It's going to set the scene for the day of the murders. Our next episode, will be talking about the murders itself, what happened the day of and then it'll go into the trial. And then the last one will be the haunting because you can visit the Lizzie Borden house today. And it is apparently a very haunted spot.
1: Booga, booga, booga. Spooky, spooky, spooky.
0: <laughs> so what do you know about Lizzie Borden? What do you know about this case? Tell me.
1: I know Christina Ritchie played her in a movie. Yes. She
0: mm-hmm. did
1: great. I think it was like a lifetime movie. I was like, Wow. She's out here. Yeah, I know there's things. been
0: a lot of movies and like current depictions of Lizzie Borden. Yeah. Um, Lizzie Borden was in American Horror Story Asylum. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: It got a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.9 out of 10 on IMBD. Um, I, I do remember watching this.
0: I thought it was good. Um mm, a little, okay. a little creepy. How was the family depicted? Do you remember? Not in a good light. Okay. But that's all I remember. Okay. Because, like, while doing research for this, I came to the understanding that a lot of the current, like, depictions of Lizzie Borden and, like, her family and, like, their home situation are kind of false and, like, almost, like, theatrically played up. So... I feel okay. like I need to, um after this episode, before our next episode, I feel like I need to watch, like, one or two, like, Lizzie Borden movies or TV shows or whatever and kind of get, like, a good grasp on, like, how they depict her in pop culture. I'm Look curious. at you being a, I don't
1: even know, just a very researched, enriched <laughs> podcaster. You're just out here watching the movies and doing the most. I Thank wasn't you. Wasn't oh she? I thought she
0: was younger. Right? right? Okay. So here's what people don't actually realize. I think this is like misconstrued a lot, but Lizzie was actually 32 years old when the murders took place. 32. People, I know. Most people, including me, I was one of the people, I just like assumed she was a young girl for That's real.
1: That's what I thought. Cause you know, Born in Turkey. Oh my gosh, I'm so
0: scared. That right. I thought that she was that like rhyme. a shining twin. Right. Yes. That's how I imagined her. And mm-hmm. that rhyme when I was a young girl and that was like the first time I heard it, I don't know where I heard it, but the first time I heard that it like kept me up at night and oh it terrified me. I would like imagine like a little girl going and like taking an ax and like killing people. And it was scary. It was so scary. Stop it. <laughs> you cannot do that. I like, I've been listening to podcasts for this and I like have to stop them because like I'm home by myself and I have to like pause them and be like, I'm listening to this when Zach gets home. I can't do it.
1: Nothing will top crybaby bridge there. I said oh, it. I said it so scary when I, I, to, I to leave to the room. Yeah. I had to call in a consultant yeah how dare you <laughs> leave me alone you left me alone with my squirtle back here I'm so sorry it's not a sexy thing it's a Pokemon thing but I was really upset That <laughs> nothing will top that unless she's about to just like jump out of here and just like spook me to death
0: oh she might I don't know well I guess we will have to see um so what do you know about like the case do you know anything about it
1: I don't know much about the case. Um, I know from what I saw that she she did kill them. I don't. I didn't watch. I guess more of the show to watch the trial, but you know she killed them and burned her clothes or something. And it was mm-hmm. it's weird. It was a weird thing. Um, not really heard of back then, eighteen hundreds. Also, she's thirty two and living at home in the eighteen hundreds is bizarre to me because. Normally, women were expected to get married off at a younger age, but she was living at home, right?
0: Yes. I have information about that. Okay. About why um, she was living at home. Oh, and my right? gosh. Yes. I wow. went deep.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so freaking pumped. I, is this giving me crime junkie vibes?
0: Yes. So I was going to say that oh. this is probably the closest to true crime that we will get for now. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know,
1: I love this shit. I eat it up like candy.
0: I know you do. I, like, I know. take
1: showers to people getting murdered in the and oh they found God. her in a trash bag. And I'm like, I need a double condition right now. I'm so <laughs> excited.
0: I don't think that you can say the sentence. I take showers to people getting murdered. <laughs> I, just, <you laughs> don't
1: think, I don't think that's legally a sentence that's allowed to be said. Okay, sorry <laughs> if we get banned off of our podcast channels, but that I'm just cracked me up. But don't you like I don't know other other crybaby fans? You got to support me. You don't drink I, wine and,
0: or clean your house to people like. No. Okay. So my sisters and my mom all very into that, and my taste. dad and I, my dad and I are the complete opposite. Boo. Like I I just. I'll freak myself out too much. I will think about it too much and my anxiety will spike through the roof. I have to like, like put a filter on what I hear and everything. Um, It's like scary movies. I can't like go around watching scary movies. I would like to, but it's not in the cards for me, but you're I, all about that. It doesn't no, scare
1: you. I peep like when I watch okay. a scary movie, like my eyes completely exposed. I don't know what my hand's doing there other than like <laughs> maybe a comfort, but I love crime junkie shows I don't know do I benefit off hearing if people go missing or is it just like the thrill of the mystery for me or like I think I just like understanding people's brains or like why they do the things that they do and so I will clean my house I'll grocery shop I'll like do some sit-ups listening to somebody like getting found in their car two weeks later I don't know I it's candy for me
0: I can't stop it Well, I'm sure that also like equips you for like, if I'm in this situation, what would I do? Right? I hope I'm not. I mean, obviously to prevent you from being in that situation, right? right?
1: Like if people, like if I provoked my stepdaughter somehow and she took an ax to me, I'd want to know how to prevent that. (laughs) I want to know how to keep her from not axing me 41 times, which seems very aggressive.
0: Yeah. So the nursery rhyme actually lied. Spoiler alert. Um it was Damn. not 40 or 41 times. I will give the exact number in our next episode that will not be in this episode. It will be another one. Such a tease. Um, it's a tease but it is a lie in the nursery rhyme. Um also, Lizzie was acquitted. She was not found guilty. For yeah.
1: Yeah, I knew I no, I didn't like no no that, but I mm-hmm. I knew that she didn't go
0: to jail for it. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. But that's why I think this episode is so vital because, you know, you might hear the nursery rhyme and be like, oh, she did it. And then you might hear that she was acquitted and be like, oh, she didn't do it. But like, what's all the information in between, you know, like what's the story behind it? And this episode is going to dive into her family, what their relationships were like, what the tensions were like in the house, and why there were tensions. So
1: my therapist's brain is tingling. I'm so (laughs)
0: excited. Let me do it. It's going to be so fun. Are you ready to dive in? Ready to dive in. Before we get into the actual murders, there's a lot of really important information and relational information that we need to discuss to set the scene. Lizzie Andrew Borden was born on July 19, 1860, in Fall River, River, Massachusetts. Her parents were Andrew Borden and Sarah Borden. And I've attached an image above so you can see who Lizzie Borden is. Sir. Okay.
1: our Her birthday is really close to ours.
0: I know. It's kind of spooky. It was a little spooky. Okay. <laughs> on March 26, 1863, Lizzie's mother, Sarah Borden, sadly died when Lizzie was only two years old she died of uterine conge- congestion and a spinal disease. Did her Jill.
1: uterus have a cough? Like I'm so confused. I don't know.
0: I don't know what uterine congestion is.
1: Pelvic veins, Something. something's happening. That's weird. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> did her well, uterus have that. a cold?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, she died of it, Savannah. Oh I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, she did sadly pass away from that. Um, And I wonder now if that's if it's called something different and maybe we have like a cure for whatever she had. I don't know. It's called pelvic congestion syndrome. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, Lizzie had two sisters, Emma and Alice. However, Alice Borden died of dropsy on the brain when she was only one year old. Emma Borden was older than Lizzie by nine years. And when their mother died, Emma promised that she would look after baby Lizzie Like, literally, her mom made her promise this while she was on her deathbed. Jesus. Yeah. And Emma was only 12 at the time. That's a huge responsibility for a 12-year-old, like your mom saying that. Mm -mm -mm. But Emma did just that for the next few years. She was the one who bathed Lizzie and fed her and literally did everything. Because also, you know how dads were back then they like weren't dads. <laughs> they were just there. <laughs> yeah, They, they were, were the, just... mo- the money, the milk and the butter. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lizzie's father, Andrew Borden was a successful businessman and was even the president of a bank in the town of fall river. Although Andrew was one of the wealthiest people in town, he did not act like it. So by the end of Andrew's life, this is just perspective. He was worth $10 million in today's money. Like this man was wealthy hmm. and his money was self-made. So like he was, he was girl bossing around, you oh,
1: know, he did
0: the damn thing. Look he at Mr. Andrew damn $10 yes. million. Dollars? I know. Wow. But on top of being, A bank president. He also owned property. So he had his toes dipped in like some different areas. There were a couple of other things that he did. I know before he was like president of the bank, he worked at, okay, so he was a carpenter, undertaker, he sold business or sold furniture. So he, he was, he did a lot of different things. Toes were dipping. Okay. On June 6, 1865, just a little over two years after Sarah Borden's death, Andrew remarried to Abby Durfee Gray. Gordon. now Gordon, you know, who was 37 years old when they wed and she didn't have any children. So this marriage was like kind of perfect for Abby because it's like now she has two daughters, you know? What? A winch! I'm
1: talking about Andrew. I'm not talking about Abby. Two years. I mean, I <laughs> guess like time
0: was fleeting back then. You only waited two years. Well, a lot of people considered this marriage to be a marriage of convenience because Abby was considered a spinster. So she was like, oh yeah, I finally like I'm getting married to a guy who has money and like generally is like a good guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Andrew also needed someone to like care for his daughters. So a lot of people speculated that there was like not a lot of love between them, but just kind of like mutual respect for each other. Like they didn't have any more kids after they married. So it seemed to be a marriage of convenience. Okay. But it worked out in their favor until it didn't. Many depictions of Abby Borden in the movies made her out to be an evil stepmother to Lizzie and Emma, but that really wasn't the case. Abby tried to form a bond and connect with both Lizzie and Emma when she first moved into the Borden house. And this was Abby's opportunity to have the daughter's to have like the daughters that she always wanted especially since lizzie was so young she was five at the time so it was like you know she barely had memories of her mom and like abby could kind of come in and be that motherly figure to her and provide that for her and you know they could have a good bond Mm -hmm. but both the girls were kind of cold to abby it's thought that emma was upset because a new motherly figure was coming into their house when she had spent the last two years taking care of Lizzie. And yeah. Emma probably is the one who planted negative thoughts about Abby and Lizzie's head saying things like, Oh, she's not your real mother. I'm really the one that loves you. I'm the one that's been caring for you because it would have been like very surprising if a girl as young as Lizzie was at the time had these negative thoughts about Abby on her own, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. See what you're putting down.
0: Yeah, you, you get what I'm saying? I I know what you're throwing in. I know <laughs> what you're just
1: axing into this
0: conversation. Oh,
1: whoa. <laughs> We have the one.
0: ultimate respect for these people, FYI. We just like to joke around a little bit. I know. We're just having fun. We, we just like
1: to make things light, you know? And we just like to cut up the tension sometimes, you know?
0: Savannah! I love you. <laughs> I love you too. So I kind of want to return to something I talked about earlier with Andrew boredom being let's say frugal with his money. He lived well below his means, you know, because we heard at the end of his life, which is not too long after this, you know, is happening. Mm -hmm. He was worth $10 million in today's money. So this guy had a lot of cash, Mm -hmm. um, but he really liked to live like very very below their means Emma and Lizzie did not agree with this or like to live like this at all so an example of that is the rest of the Borden family was living up on this place called the hill it was very posh very cool it was the nicer area of town mm-hmm. basically where Savannah would live <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay,
0: you'd be, you'd be posh and cool and partying. I'd
1: be posh and cool and partying and have my yes, little like <laughs> my
0: mini Cooper <laughs> beep beep exactly <laughs> So this is where Emma and Lizzie wanted to live, but Andrew thought that it was too frivolous and didn't like to spend money on, like, champagne and parties and stuff. Basically, like, fun things. Andrew didn't like to have fun, it sounds like. Well, boo, Andrew. I know. So this is where all the parties and balls took place. um, And Emma and Lizzie wouldn't get to go to these. So it was really difficult for them to have a social life and to meet boys, which is probably why they weren't married and why they were living at home is because they were kind of kept away from that like potential social life, you know, From Andrew, like Andrew wouldn't let them go and see the boys. Like, I just don't think that they got invited because like they didn't live up in that area. Okay. So really Emma and Lizzie only had social time at church and Lizzie was like very, very involved and invested in church, which is really not like a thing people know about. Hmm. And they weren't even allowed to work because, you know, whenever they got older, they weren't allowed to work because women in their social class didn't need to work because they were provided for. So they just like weren't allowed to. It wasn't a thing back Hmm. then. So they were like kept basically inside and in church. That's where they spent their time. Okay. And they weren't like living in poverty, but they weren't living in high class society either. So like they didn't go to these fancy parties and like they didn't live up on the hill like they wanted to, but they had maids and they were like literally regulars at this local dress shop because they were consistently getting fitted for new dresses. So they were fine.
1: Dresses for what? For church? <laughs> for the house? To milk Not the for goats. <laughs> Not for balls.
0: Not for balls.
1: Exactly. Um, Jiminy.
0: I know. So fast forward to 1887. This is 22 years after Andrew and Abby married. Lizzie stopped calling Abby mother. And started referring to her as Mrs. Borden or Mrs. B. all of a sudden just all of a sudden and emma only called her abby which was like very very disrespectful at the time you did not do that to your stepmother you didn't do that to your mother like it was a sign of disrespect um and there's some theories of why um they like stopped calling her mother but i'll get to those in a second or why lizzie stopped calling her mother but i'll get to those in a second Mm-hmm. I want to take a moment to describe the home on 2nd Street. So okay. a year later in 1889, the family, Lizzie, Emma, Andrew, and Abby all moved into a home on 2nd Street.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is in Fall River. Some important information about the Borton House. This home used to be a duplex, but they kind of turned it into a one family home without making any drastic changes to the layout because Andrew was very frugal. So he didn't want to do anything to it. So like the two sides of the house were pretty disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, And I attached a photo of the outside of the house and of the floor plan. And it's going to show you in there, Savannah, where the bodies are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> where they were found, just FYI. Um, And we'll post these on our social media for everybody listening. So basically, like the living area on the main floor was connected and like the family would share it, but the upstairs was very separate. So there was Andrew and Abby's room on one side, and then there was the two girls, Lizzie and um, Emma's room on the other. And so to get to the two different rooms, like Emma and Lizzie's versus Abby and Andrew's, they would have to, like, go down one flight of stairs, go across the house, and then go up the other flight of stairs. They could oh. just, like, go, like, open a door. Okay. So that probably added to, like, the disconnect between the family and, like, the tension and, like, the dislike. It, it definitely didn't help the situation being, like, so disconnected. Mm-hmm. So when the family moved into this home on Second Street, they hired a name ma- a maid named Bridget Sullivan. Although Emma and Lizzie only called her Maggie, and okay. this is <laughs> this is because they had an old maid named Maggie, and they weren't bothered to learn the new maid's name. For this podcast, we have respect for people, so we're going to call her Bridget. Maybe okay, I'm be referring to her as Maggie.
1: <laughs> they were just like, you know what? I'm too sir. I'm too tired. I don't give a damn what her name is. Whatever. We're just gonna call her by like probably this like not even person that looks like them at all. I don't know. Yeah.
0: That's really bothersome. I know. I think that these women were maybe just a little bit entitled. Just just a little (laughs) bit. Um, like for instance, Lizzie would just like steal stuff from stores. Like she had a habit of doing that and the store owners would just like write it down like what she stole and then Andrew would pay him for it later. Like she could just do that and get away with it, you know, and she still like thought that her dad wasn't doing enough. So Bridget herself, the maid, said that the family never yelled at each other, but there was a lot of tension between them, and Bridget even tried to quit a few times because of the awkward tension, but apparently Abby would beg her to stay and would even, like, give her a raise out of her own pocket because she wanted her there that bad. And I think it was because Abby was, like, or um, Bridget was the only person that, like, Liked Abby in the house. You know, Emma and Lizzie were like mean to her, and Andrew was gone at work. So it was like, someone will talk to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And tension started to build even more when Abby's family was living in a house and the house that was going to be sold and they were going to be homeless if it did sell. So Andrew Borden bought the house for Abby's family and then put it in Abby's name. So, like, he bought. Abby, her own house, essentially, it was in her name. And this made the two girls very, very angry. And a lot of people speculate that this was maybe a reason that Lizzie stopped calling her mother and like started calling her Mrs. Borden was because so, of this.
1: I'm so confused. So, Abby's family was living in a house. Is it that mm-hmm. house?
0: No, it was a different house. This is like, you know, her. I don't know if it was like her cousins or something, but it was just part of Abby's family. It was not the Borden home. It was just a different house. Okay. And they were going to like, somebody was going to buy it from the landlord or something. And this is like a very simplified version of the story, but Mm -hmm. someone was going to buy it from like the landlord and basically kick them out and they were going to be homeless. Mm -hmm. So Andrew took it upon himself to buy the house so that they could stay there but he had to he put it in Abby's name because it was Abby's family. So essentially she owned the house. So this made the girls mad because that's yeah, not because even they their were family. like because they were like she like dad does so much stuff for her and he doesn't do anything for us type of things. Like he spends her money on her but not on us. But what's crazy about that is that Andrew literally bought Emma and Lizzie a house as well. They just weren't allowed to live in it because they were women and they weren't allowed to live by themselves. That's just not how the world operated back in the 1800s. (laughs) So Emma and Lizzie rented out the house and they like got money from the tenants and stuff, um, but they just ended up selling it back to their father and he paid them for it. And they each got like 2,500 each, which was like a lot back then. So like they're complaining about like, oh, dad doesn't do enough for us, but like he also bought you all a house a little bit of entitlement,,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but a lot of people speculate on why that's the reason one of the reasons that um Lizzie stopped calling Abby mother., mother and, you um, didn't
1: even buy me a house
0: I you a house okay, they still live in America <laughs> <laughs> back to like Great Britain. <laughs> in in the 1800s what kind of accents do you think they had
1: i don't know i don't imagine them having like some hard like east coast accent i'm just just like you didn't you didn't even (laughs) i don't even know what accent that was oh my gosh that sounds kind of right (laughs) that sounds kind of right
0: (laughs) okay so skipping forward a few years, June 24th, 1891, someone broke into the Borden house in the middle of the day. There was a break-in, broad daylight. It also happened when all four of the women were home. Abby, Bridget, Emma, and Lizzie were all in the house that day, but they said that they didn't hear or see anything. Mm-hmm. There also wasn't much that was taken and Everything that was taken was from Abby and Andrew's bedroom, and it was mostly just Abby's things. Hmm. Kind of interesting, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Nobody heard anything. Only one person's stuff was taken. On the second story of the house, seems suspicious to me. Mm-hmm. So Andrew filed a report at the police station, and they started the investigation. But funny thing is, only a week after the investigation, Andrew called it off, even though they didn't really find out who did it. And I this bet might he be. did find out who. Mm-hmm. I bet yeah. he did. Yep, this might be because he knew it was one of his daughters that did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those little so, f- booty holes. <gasps> booty holes. Mm-hmm. So from this point on, Andrew would keep his bedroom door locked, um, but he would keep the key to the door on the mantle in the living room, just like in plain sight for anyone to see, anyone to take, as kind of like a try it, I dare you. Mm -hmm. And the two daughters grew even more resentful of their stepmother and eventually started eating dinners in their room, which was like so disrespectful during this time period Sabrina what could you imagine being 30 and in your (laughs) mid-30s
1: and acting like this I know could you imagine being like their stepmother's like what and they're in her 50s now
0: yeah mm -hmm. I don't want to even her and like you know (laughs) I mean I guess if you like have nothing better to do you just create drama right yeah it sounds like a game to them you know they're like what else right. can i get
1: away with and they're yeah. like yeah
0: stealing so
1: being disrespectful eating in their own rooms mm-hmm. and like getting a house and selling it i don't know it's weird shit but um, yeah I'm, it's definitely. not a vibe
0: for me That's not a I vibe i know So tension started to rise even more between the daughters and their stepmother, but also Lizzie and her father. So things got even worse for the family in the summer of 1892. Mm. The Bordens had a barn on their property where there were a bunch of pigeons living in the barn, and Lizzie took it upon herself to take care of the pigeons. She was, like, very well-known for loving animals. I figured this out. She, like, would feed stray cats. She would, like, you know, like pet the birds like take care of them i Mm -hmm. think even after i want to say i read something briefly do not quote me on this i think that she donated her um like in her will she had like all of her um what's it called money money we'll call it money yeah (laughs) go towards like a fund for animals or something so she like loved animals okay well one day andrew went into the barn and he either cut or twisted all of the birds' heads off and took them to Bridget to make a stew. Uh Liz pissed Lizzie off.
1: Ugh. I know. I'm sorry. I got gooseies right now. Not intended, But that was that's sick. That's, that's disgusting. Weird. Like, yeah. yeah, they're bullying your wife and whatever, but like you twist some animals' heads off?
0: I know that's so awful. Awful. Ew, Ew, it gave me creeps. It's said that he did it because there were some kids in town that were like throwing rocks at the barn and they broke one of the windows. So he like got rid of the birds. But like, come on, dude. You don't have to do that. You know?
1: I know. Maybe like instead of wasting your time, you could have bought like one piece of plywood and like took care of like the window the birds were getting in.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, or, like, put birdseed outside and, like, let them go outside instead. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, like, do something about the kids, you know? Tell them to get off your property if you're, like, worried about them breaking windows. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of different ways it could have been handled. Mm -hmm. So now we're getting into a few days before the murders. So a few days before the murders, everyone in the Borden house, except for Bridget, became ill. Abby even went to the doctor and she believed that everyone in the house was poisoned by the baker's bread. And the doctor told her like, it was probably just some food you ate. You probably weren't poisoned. Maybe you just have the flu, like no big deal. And I think there were some reports of them eating like swordfish that was a couple of days old. So it was like probably something like that. And that day everyone woke up feeling sick. Lizzie went to go buy acid which is basically cyanide and she went to the pharmacy to buy this claiming she needed it for a seal skin cape i call bullshit i call it,
1: <laughs> I call it. so you cyanide poison her own sister even
0: no, no no so it was already like the day that everybody woke up feeling sick then she went so it wasn't like she already oh. had the cyanide she just like went that day to go get it I was so like, this is damaged. This is like a few days before the murders. Okay, like, just FYI. So she went to the pharmacy to buy basically cyanide, um, claiming that she needed it to clean a silk a seal skin cape. But the pharmacist told her that she had to have a doctor's prescription for it because it was a very dangerous substance. And Lizzie like kind of argued with them about this. She was like, "No, I've got it here before. Like, why can't you just give it to me?" Um, but you know they wouldn't give it to her because she didn't have her prescription so the next day the family had a visitor unexpectedly the visitor was sarah borden her biological mother his her brother so sarah borden's brother john morris this is emma and lizzie's uncle And it wasn't really uncommon for their uncle to visit. He would, like, be in business trips and stay with them at the house or, like, he was, you know, close with Andrew Borden. They were friends, but it was just unexpected. They weren't expecting him. And the same day that he came to visit, Lizzie visited her friend Alice. Lizzie told Alice that everyone in the house was super sick except for Bridget. And she talked to Alice about how she thought someone might have poisoned the bread. And then Alice was like, no, everybody in town, like, eats the bread. Probably the bread wasn't poisoned. And she was like, well, maybe someone poisoned the milk. You know, they drop the milk off at 4 a.m. every day. So maybe someone's sneaking in and poisoning it. And then Lizzie starts to talk about how she's scared someone's going to hurt her father because he's, like, so discourteous to people. And she even mentioned that the barn had been broken into twice and the house once, like both in like all three times in the broad daylight. Mm -hmm. And then she said she feels like she has to sleep with her eyes open or they will burn the house down. Who's they? I know. Right. Who's they? She just said they. They. So like interesting that a few days before the murder takes place, Lizzie goes to her friend Allison is like, hey. I'm so scared. I think someone's gonna hurt my dad. Like, just kind of like, hmm, isn't that curious? Was I she actually so. scared, or maybe planting some seeds? seeds?
1: Exactly. Yeah, she's got. She's trying to cook up an alibi. You know, mm-hmm. couldn't have been me. It's got to be. Some, and why was the conclusion poison? Like someone's going to get up at 4 a.m. in the village and like. I know, right? milk.
0: Oh, my God. These really? It's me all interesting. Okay. okay. But that's where we're going to stop for now. Because <sighs> next week we will be getting into the murder and what happened the day of. We'll go through a full timeline. And then we'll talk about the aftermath of the murder. Some questioning that Lizzie received. Some Interesting behavior that Lizzie had after the murders. And then we'll talk about the trials as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So Savannah, mm-hmm. what's, what's your thought? Do you have any thoughts? These are some punk bitches. I'll say that. Like you're going to, I'm sorry, but you're going to sit there and you're going to be mean to your 50 year old stepmother. And That's for what? Point. I feel like Emma definitely has a complex being mom in charge for the whole two years. She had to do it. I'm sure that's got to be tough losing your mom and like making that deathbed wish to take care of, you know, your sister. Oh yeah. And also like dad doesn't seem like the most fun, pleasant person ever, but leave Abby alone. What is she I doing? feel bad for Abby.
0: I, I do, do feel too. Bad. Because... Like... I thought she was this like super evil villain, right? Like yeah. I think that's what a lot of like modern depictions of the Lizzie Borden story make her out to be as this evil stepmother. Like she was so mean, and I also think that a lot of modern depictions like exaggerate how poorly they were living. Like mm-hmm. they had a maid, they were wearing fine dresses. She a wore skin cape. A, yeah, a seals seal skin skin. yes seal skin cape somebody living in poverty does not wear a seal skin cape i'll tell you that they were going to the dress
1: shop like i think at bridgerton did you watch bridgerton
0: no but i should have it's basically like
1: all the girls went to this dress shop and they were like oh my god money is like tight like how are we gonna afford new dresses (laughs) i'm just imagining that how are we gonna afford new dresses And so I imagine this scenario where they're going every week and getting something new. They have mm-hmm. a maid. They've got people in there cleaning up their their chamber pots. I don't know. This The math ain't mathin'
0: for me. I know. And like the house they lived in, like that wasn't a small house. It's no. it's a two-story house in oh. the 1800s. Like yes. that's, that's going to be good, right? Has you has got know? property value. Yeah. They had a barn on their property. Mm-hmm. Like- I, I totally agree with you. I think it's just two girls had too much time on their hand, maybe, mm-hmm. and like wanted to take it out on somebody. But so the next episode that you all are listening to, just a warning, it will be pretty gruesome. We are going to describe the murders. Um, There will be, you know, information about where they were struck um and blood splatters and all of that good detail so if you're into that great if you're not just forewarning can you I might want to skip a couple of things can I make a guess
1: about what about what I think happened before yes. we jump into the murder because I don't know anything about it other than there was an axe involved okay um I think they both did it hmm interesting i think one took one and one took the other and i think emma took abby and lizzie took her dad interesting yep i feel like they both did it i don't i don't know anything about it if i'm if i'm right i'm right kudos to me i think they both
0: did it well i think it's worth noting savannah that um emma was gone like about two weeks leading up to the murder she was where was she She was somewhere else in Massachusetts visiting a friend. I can't remember the town name, but um, she was away for about two weeks visiting a friend.
1: How convenient. I'll change my theory. Lizzie (laughs) did it. She did do it. Um, I don't think she had help then. I don't think she had help. I think maybe Emma was like, oh, you'll get away with it because you're younger and like less Mm. mature, even though she's like in her 30s. And she's like, come on, Lizzie. You got so a, you think you got they talked act. about it,
0: but yes. Lizzie's the
1: one that carried it out? Yeah, because Emma's like, oh, I'll defend you. I'll like I'll start to the end. And Lizzie went ahead and did it anyway. Interesting. Okay, I love it. I love because your theory. This is a crime of passion. You don't know, I... any any crime junkie will know. If you take a very intimate object and you stab someone that many times and watch them die, it's a very intimate murder that means like they knew the person yeah they knew what was they knew the shit that there was going some emotion about. behind it yes
0: for 40 sure times
1: which you said it wasn't 40 i'll know the answer next episode which i'm also super <laughs> excited i want to know how many times i'm not going to even google it i'm not going to spoil it for myself i want to be so
0: pleasantly surprised when you tell me i love that you'll just have to wait a week to figure it out savannah mm. how many days do we have left until halloween thank you for just putting it in there
1: it's 254 <laughs> days till halloween bitches
0: yes we love if you don't know us you need to know by now that we love halloween and we count down till halloween here. i don't think that we talk about it enough if you like this episode you can subscribe to our podcast on pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast spotify apple podcast audible google podcast amazon music several other places, just click the subscribe button. Um, You can also rate our podcast. Give us a five-star rating. Savannah loves those. She doesn't accept anything. Lost. Anything She's else you're going to get,
1: you're going to get chopped.
0: Yes. You can even leave us a review on Facebook. We haven't received one yet, but if you're the first person to leave us a review on Facebook, we'll give you a shout out. Our next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us on Face, or you can like us on Facebook at Slightly Scary Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Slightly Scary 13. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Slightly Scary Pod. Until next time, keep it scary.
1: Sharply scary.
0: I thought um, it was Christina Ricci. Is it Richie? Ricky, how do you say your last name? We need our German friend.
1: How does Christina Reichi pronounce her name?
0: <laughs> Richie. A...
1: I don't think it's Reichy. Richie. Not the Smurfs. She was
0: on the Smurfs? Who was she in the Smurfs? I oh, don't know. What are you looking at?
1: no an ambulance just passed by okay i'm sorry it's okay it scared me for a second